welcome to this week's edition of Lidi with Confidence. My name is Confidence Selimer and I'm your host. This program is proudly powered by the William Selimer Foundation and the foundation's mission is enabling education in Africa. This week, I'd like us to discuss a topic I've titled Serving Those You Lead. It is said that a leader is like a chef serving food to those he or she leads. If that is the case, we must ask what's on the menu. What must you serve those you lead? In today's session, we will discuss a list of items which must feature on a leader's menu if such a leader is to succeed in their leadership. We will also take a close look at a particular leader who has stood the test of time and who has proven herself to be a leader committed to serving humanity. Number one, serve yourself. At first glance, when we first you hear this statement, it may seem contrary to what we have been advocating, which is service to others. Wait just a little bit, it's not what it may sound like. We are not here talking about being selfish or being self-serving. We are talking about authenticity. To truly enjoy your life and be a leader worthy to be called that, you must live in truth and authenticity. You must serve the best of yourself so that the world may be nourished and enriched because of what you came to deliver. A. Don't just serve yourself, serve the best of yourself. We all have different versions of ourselves and we get to decide which version to embody and allow to take shape within us. This version is the one that ultimately forms our character and identity. Who we become and the outcomes we produce is a result of the choices we make. There is a version of us who is committed to excellence, to living a meaningful life and becoming a person of true impact. This version of us wants to succeed and he or she takes action to ensure success. This version of us is proactive and hardworking, excels and has a never-say-die attitude. Then there is a version of us who is half-committed, lazy and a procrastinator. This version doesn't do what's necessary, doesn't go the extra mile or give effort to achieving their dreams. These two versions exist within all of us and we have been given the power to decide which version to feed and give room and platform to. Many aspire to become the best versions of themselves, but sadly, they settle for second best or third best. Such people end up living below their capabilities. They have so much more to offer, but they haven't made the choice to believe more and do more so that they can become more. We haven't really served yourself to the world until you've served the best version of yourself. It's like going to a restaurant and the chef prepares a meal lazily without any precision, love or care. You can taste that he or she didn't do their best, that they didn't go the extra mile. You are unlikely to go back to that restaurant and you definitely won't recommend it to your friends or family. There are some leaders who lead in a manner that clearly shows they are not aiming for excellence. Their attitude and behavior reflect negativity and they infect their people with their negative thoughts and attitude. They serve not the best versions of themselves, but a watered-down, diluted, second-rate version. Such leaders often wonder why people aren't returning for more meals, but it's because that which the leader is serving isn't appetizing or nutritious. People stop following when they realize you aren't taking them anywhere worthwhile. Nobody wants to be on board a ship where the captain isn't committed to making sure that they arrive at the desired destination. If the leader is sleeping at the wheel and isn't willing to wake up, people will start looking for the lifeboats so that they can escape the pending disaster. Little investment yields little reward, so if you are half-hearted about your leadership, 
your results and outcomes will reflect the level of your investment. Ask yourself whether you've been serving the best of yourself or whether you've been showing us a mere shadow. What would happen if you decided to invest more into your leadership? What would transpire if you started learning more, growing more, being more interested and compassionate and committing more towards developing your people? We want to see the you you've been hiding from us. We want to see the best version of who you are. B. Saving yourself means saving your gift to the world. Our mandate upon this earth is to serve ourselves to the world. It is to serve our gift and talents to the world. A life of selfishness is a limited life and it leads to limited impact. If all you want to do is add value to yourself and you don't have a motive of adding value to others, your life will be shallow and unfulfilling. It will lack true depth and real meaning because everything you'll be doing will have a self-centered motive to it. The type of leadership where the leader's thoughts and actions are all geared towards how he or she can personally benefit is a leadership that repels people rather than attract them. But when a leader decides that they want to use their gifts to serve humanity, they become attractive to the multitudes and they will become much more influential and impactful. When someone gives you a gift, it brings you joy. It lets you know that they care about you, that they thought about you enough to go to the extent of getting the gift and presenting it to you. We have been given gifts by our Creator, but the gifts we have are for the saving of others. We are given so that we may give. What gifts do you have? What talents have been bestowed upon you? Perhaps you are a brilliant administrator or organizer. Maybe you are able to make people laugh. Maybe you are a fantastic storyteller or you are able to counsel people. Maybe you are gifted in the area of music, writing, or maybe you are awesome at sports. Whatever your gift is, you will unleash its full potential and elevate your leadership to the next level if you begin saving it and using it for the benefit of others. The wonderful thing about this is once you begin saving it to others, you'll begin seeing dimensions of it that you didn't see before. As you give more of it and you serve it with greater diligence, more of it will manifest and it will grow and develop. Serving your gift to others is also a gateway to attaining a greater level of not just influence, but affluence as well. Because you are adding value to others by saving your gift to them, you will attract greater levels of finances. Anything or anybody that adds value to people is valued by those who are recipients of that value. And because they value it, him or her, they will care about the well-being of that particular thing or person. For example, if there is a well that serves a particular community with clean, fresh water, the members of that community will make sure to protect that well and they will take care of it so that it keeps saving them with what they need. Likewise, if a leader within a particular organization is talented and is able to win new clients through the use of their particular gifts and talents, such a leader will be greatly valued by the organization. They will be well compensated and taken care of by that particular organization. Value begets value. Serve your gift to the world and your influence and affluence will increase. See. Saving yourself often means overcoming your past. Many potential leaders are held back by negative past experiences. They haven't been able to get past their pasts, and so they are unable to enter into the fullness of their futures. What are some of the things that were said about your abilities and your possibilities? Were you told that you have what it takes to conquer the world and live your dreams, or were you told the opposite of that? Were you encouraged to dream big or were you discouraged and forced to think little of yourself and your future? 
When we speak about saving ourselves to the world and making an impact, one of the people who immediately springs to mind is Oprah Winfrey, the billionaire media mogul born in rural Mississippi in 1954. Oprah rose from obscurity to international fame, helping inspire and transform millions of people's lives along the way. But if you were to look at her beginnings, you'll realize that becoming a person of impact is a choice you make. It's not about being born in the right family or environment. It's about deciding that your life will truly matter despite what you've been through. Growing up, Oprah was sexually abused by a number of male relatives and friends of her mother. After some time, she moved to Nashville where she stayed with her father. It was in Nashville that she entered Tennessee State University and began her media career as a TV and radio broadcaster. It was in this arena and sphere that she would discover her true potential and get the platform to serve a gift to the world. If you let it, the past can pull you back and stop you from moving forward so that you can serve your gift to the world. Perhaps you've gone through some negative experiences in the past and they're holding you back from expressing the best of yourself and serving your gift to the world. You may have gone through abuse or maybe you grew up in an environment where your potential was constantly belittled and you were told that you won't amount to anything. Such experiences have the potential to become mental barriers if you aren't able to confront and conquer them. When you look back at your life, perhaps your childhood, a previous relationship, a previous boss and so forth, are the experiences you had which had a detrimental effect on your self-perception. Don't let your negative past experiences steal your self-confidence and prevent you from showing your authentic self. Imagine if Oprah had decided to let her negative past experiences stop her from becoming the leader and icon she is today. Imagine if she had allowed it to stop her from pursuing her purpose. The world would have never benefited from her gift. Just consider the millions of people she's inspired and given hope to. Just consider the millions of people she inspired and has given hope to. Their lives might have never taken a positive turn had it not been for a positive influence. There are people relying on your leadership. There are individuals who are depending on you to heal so that you can go forward and do what you were created to do. By choosing to walk the journey, you will be carving a path for those who are coming after you. And because you have walked the journey, it will make their journeys much easier. Number two, serve consistency. I believe that one of the main leadership attributes that has contributed to Oprah's success has been her consistency. This attitude has been especially visible in a consistent and undying desire to help other people. I'm not merely talking about their philanthropic work, no. Even a show is designed to help people who are going through turmoil in their lives. She is a light bearer and she consistently uses her light to shine the way for others. I especially admire the contribution she's made to helping elevate authors. Over the years, Oprah's book club has propelled numerous previously unknown authors to the top of the bestseller list and has inspired millions of people to engage in reading. She has been a constant help to her guests, her viewers, and others whom she has impacted through her charitable work. When you have resources and platforms, use them to empower others who need it. You may not have an internationally syndicated show like Oprah Winfrey, but you do have resources you can use for the benefit of others. If you have no mission or intention of helping people realize their own greatness, then you can forget about becoming great yourself. You may become famous or rich, but greatness is reserved for those who wish to serve humanity. A. 
Consistency is about setting standards. In life, you must be clear about who you are and what you want to achieve, and you must set standards for yourself. If you don't, you will not become a person of impact. This is something Oprah did in 1994 when talk shows were becoming more and more trashy. Instead of following that downward spiral, she pledged to keep a show free of tabloid topics and that turned out to be one of the best decisions she made. If you have no standards, you will not stand. Many of the shows that went tabloid and trashy are no longer around today. We can't even recall most of them because they made no significant impact on people's lives. When you decide to take a stand and set a standard, you may not see the benefits of the decision immediately, but if you hang in there, you will see it pay off. She set a standard for herself and she was consistent in maintaining that standard. Initially, Oprah's ratings fell, but her consistency and commitment earned her a solid reputation and garnered her the respect of her viewers. When you are consistent and you maintain the high standards you set, you'll win the respect of your admirers and critics alike. I imagine that when the rating, I imagine that when her ratings fell, her producers or others close to her might have tried to convince her to go the tabloid format, but she opted to stick to her guns. After the initial song, some sun rays crept through the clouds and it became bright and sunny. The Oprah Winfrey show became widely popular, breaking records and boundaries and attracting audiences even beyond the American borders. B. Consistency proves commitment. This brings us to our next point, which is that consistency proves commitment. If someone says something today and tomorrow they've changed their tune, then you know that they are or were not committed to what they said. It is by consistent steps that one is able to reach their desired destination. If you take a step forward today and tomorrow you abandon the journey or venture into a different direction, it is doubtful whether you will reach where you want to reach. Without commitment to a cause, you will easily lose your cause. You will not reach any place of significance because you have not stayed the course long enough to see any real results. The leader who consistently shows compassion towards those they lead proves that they are committed to uplifting and edifying their people. The leader who consistently communicates with their people shows that they are committed to connecting with those that they lead. On the other hand, the leader who consistently belittles their people is communicating their commitment towards destroying the confidence of his or her people. So, we must ask ourselves, what are we consistently doing and what is it communicating to those that we lead? See, consistency builds endurance. When you decide that you will be consistent in what you do, even when it's hard, then you will over time build endurance. When I think of the word endurance, I think in terms of a race. Marathon runners need to have endurance in order to finish their race. Your approach to building your life, to building your leadership, to building your business or career should be that of a marathon runner. And to be a successful marathon runner, you need to think long term. You have to pace yourself correctly. Endurance isn't built through chance. No, it is built through deliberate effort and intentional actions. It means doing the hard work in the dark when everyone is asleep and letting the results speak for themselves when the morning light appears. It means studying the great entrepreneurs, the great leaders and practicing your craft. It means taking your leadership seriously and intentionally sharpening your acumen. Endurance means having staying power and committing wholeheartedly to a particular cause. It means staying the cause even as you encounter obstacles of various forms. 
Endurance also implies that there will be opposition, otherwise there isn't anything much to endure. The reason people start businesses and don't follow through on them is that many lack the endurance and without this vital element, it becomes really hard to succeed. Endurance is indeed your ticket to success and the truth is everybody has the capacity to become successful. Unfortunately, not everybody has the discipline and endurance necessary to successfully access success. There's a VIP ticket to success and it has your name on it. But to get that ticket, you need to be willing to succeed. It's not a free ticket. The beautiful thing about it is that you'll discover that it was all worth it. Ask the marathon runner who has crossed the finish line and has collected their medal. They'll tell you that the reward of finishing is worth the discipline of enduring. It's worth the effort invested to receive the prize. Be consistent, build endurance, and you'll build a leadership that is able to stand tall and withstand the winds and weathers. D. Consistency sparks promotion. When you are consistent, it makes people realize how serious you are about your craft and that makes them take you seriously as well. It also builds trust and rapport with your clients and your audience. Consistency also breeds results. Much like how you need to consistently go to the gym if you want to yield results, you need to be consistent if you want to yield results in your life. The teacher who consistently improves his or her methods to deliver consistent quality will yield greater results. The entrepreneur who consistently focuses his or her attention and efforts on building the organization will yield great results for their business. Success in life tends to put people in a comfort zone and if you're not careful, you can end up becoming so comfortable that you stop expanding and you stop stretching yourself. Oprah decided to take a leap of faith by announcing that she would be ending her program when her contract with ABC ended in 2011. To many people, the decision would have seemed insane, but she knew that it was a necessary step for her growth. Indeed, she ended the show in 2011 and she moved to OWN, the Oprah Winfrey Network, which she founded as a joint venture with Discovery Communications. OWN had a rocky start financially, and at some point it seemed destined to fail. But Oprah stuck to her guns and stuck it out. One of the major breakthroughs came when she interviewed seven-time Tour de France winner Lance Armstrong, who was found to have taken illegal performance-enhancing substance and subsequently stripped of his titles. E. Consistency doesn't mean monotony. One of the misconceptions about consistency is that it equates to monotony, but that's not the case. Where there is monotony, the implication is that there is stagnation that there is no growth. That's not what consistency means. Consistency encourages growth. It doesn't stifle or limit it. Where there is monotony, there is boredom and constriction. Where there is consistency, there is steady and continued progress. Consistency is a trait that will help you and allow you to reach your next level. Although it was a TV show that elevated her to international relevance and status, Oprah has also been involved in many other projects and she's experienced a lot of success. For instance, she has starred in many prominent films including The Color Purple, Beloved and The Butler. In 27, she launched Oh, That's Good, a line of prepared foods consisting of pizzas, soups and various sides such as mashed potatoes and pasta. In all that she has done, she has maintained consistency and excellence, but she has not been monotonous. 
One of her most cherished and impactful endeavors has been the establishment of the Oprah Winfrey Leadership Academy for Girls in South Africa, which she opened in 2007. One of her closest friends and mentors was the late poetess and author Maya Angelou, whom she used to have quite frequently on a show as a guest. Oprah mentioned one conversation they had where she was telling Maya Angelou about an answer she'd given to a question she'd been asked. The question was about what Oprah thought her greatest legacy would be, and she'd answered and talked about her school in South Africa. Maya Angelou almost rebukingly answered her and said, You don't know what your legacy will be. With all that she has done and the impact she has created, her legacy will stretch beyond the school she's built, beyond the authors she's helped to promote, beyond the guests she's helped heal and beyond the millions and millions who have watched her journey and her show. It will stretch beyond the current generation to touch those who are not even born yet. Why? Because she's a true leader and true leaders make a real and lasting impact. Well, we've come to the end of today's show. Thank you for tuning in to Leading with Confidence. Cheers.